So scriptures to live by uh, this morning, church, I, I wanted to conclude with uh, this particular text. I, I think it is very uh, relevant for you and I to, to hear and to know, of course, this is a part of uh, Jesus' teaching ministry as we are about to conclude this gospel uh, in Matthew. And as he is nearing uh, the end of his time, at least on the earth, he really packs a, a spiritual punch. So I want us to be aware of this text and know this text and certainly the uh, insight uh, both spiritually and biblically that Jesus gives to us. So I, I've, got, I've got three main points that I want you uh, to be aware of uh, this morning. The, the first one is this. The scripture makes it very clear that a disciple of Jesus Christ, okay, a believer, needs to be wise. Okay? A believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, needs to be wise. Now let's go back to the text, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. And Jesus very plainly kind of outlines what it means to be wise. So let's look at it again. He says, Jesus does, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. That being in the kingdom of God, Jesus is speaking of himself. Verse 2, Now five of them were wise and five of them foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise, here it is, took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. So a believer must be wise. A believer must be wise. Well, what does that mean in real time? What does that mean as Jesus is speaking to his inner core, his apostles? Well, I'm going to make the case this morning that a wise person, okay, someone who believes, someone who believes in Jesus Christ, that means that you and I are always taking God with us. We are taking Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit with us everywhere that we go, okay? Oh, it, it's, it's great, okay, to get a good Sunday dose of worship and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're expected to do that, but what about the six other days? when we go into the workplace, when we go to our particular friend settings, when we go even into a hostile situation, or we have to face hostile people, we must take the Holy Spirit with us. Otherwise, we run the risk, you see, church, of the situation going south. It crumbling, a bridge being burned. <clears throat> so you and I must always be ready. Once we leave these doors out into the real world again, 
where it is chaotic and it is loud and it is dark, that you and I, a believer who is wise, takes God through the power of the Holy Spirit with us. Let me just tell you, church, when you do that, okay, and you're not relying on your own nature or your own fallenness to work through a situation between a spouse or a child or a coworker when it turns south, you're going to think different. You're going to speak different. And when you take the Holy Spirit with you, you think, you speak, and you act differently. But if you don't, you always run the risk of an intense fire being started. And maybe that fire, if you're not bringing God with you, will burn. And it will burn. And it will burn until you can't put it out. That's why you must bring God with you. A wise person always brings God with them, brings the teachings of Jesus Christ with them because you're going to need it. You are going to need it. You are going to be tried. You are going to be tested. You are going to be challenged. And we need the Almighty God speaking for us and thinking for us. And that is why we bring the Holy Spirit with us. Now, let's look at the text here, okay? It says that there were uh, ten virgins, okay? Five were wise, five were unwise. Here, it says in the text, okay, that those who were foolish, they took their lamps, but they took no oil with them. Let the oil be very symbolic for you and I, the reader, the believer, as the Holy Spirit, you see. They took no oil. They did not take the presence of God with them. Therefore, they were not prepared. And you and I have been in scenarios where we are not prepared. And, we, and when we are not prepared, oftentimes we crash and burn, do we, do we not? Okay, do we not? We've been there. We've been stung in that way, okay? But the wise virgin, Scripture says, what did they do? They didn't focus so much on the lamp, but the oil that was in the lamp, that the Holy Spirit was with them as they, as they went. They had the oil in the lamp. That is key. Take the presence of God with you. Here's the second point I want to make, church. Every believer, every believer needs to be prepared. Every believer absolutely needs to be prepared. Let's go to the text here. Verses 6 through 9. Let's pay careful attention to what this scripture says. And at midnight, a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all of those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. Now watch this. The wise answered, saying, No. Did you hear that? No, I'm not going to give you my oil. What happens? Less 
there should not be enough for us. The wise were prepared. The unwise were not. And they were told, go get your own oil, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. There it is right there. A believer needs to be prepared always. You need to be prepared for your day. You need to be prepared for the month. You need to be prepared for life. Now, there is a difference between the day-to-day needs and being prepared for those and what Jesus is talking about, kingdom living. Okay? We need to be prepared for life, and we need to be prepared for the spiritual things. Now, let, let me just add to that and say this, okay? God will always do the planning, okay? God will always do the planning. We, you and I, must always do the preparing, okay? Look, when we plan, okay, you, you, you know that quote, you know, it says, your, your greatest plans God laughs at, right? Okay, so how about this? How about this, okay? We let God do the planning, okay, for our lives, for our goals in life, for our future, for our children's future, for our family's future. We let God, we put that, we surrender that into the mighty hands of God and let God do the planning, what you and I need to do by trusting in him is doing the preparing. Now, what do I mean by that, doing the preparing? Well, there's two things, okay, that I think are absolutely essential, okay, in preparation, in our relationship with God, and certainly in the future coming of Jesus Christ. We need to be prepared, okay, not not having a to-do list, okay? Think the kingdom of God, okay? We must be prepared biblically and spiritually. Biblically and spiritually, okay? Let me give you a biblical reference, okay, that will do both for us, and that is Matthew 5, through seven. Matthew 5 through 7, okay, is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, okay? Chapter 5, it begins the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon ever preached, okay? Within the Sermon on the Mount, how the Sermon on the Mount gets started is with the Beatitudes. So in order to prepare ourselves and be wise about it, we must prepare ourselves biblically and spiritually. So Jesus offers the Beatitudes, and I, and I just want to read just a few of those. Beginning with chapter 5, verse 3, he says, for instance, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. 
Let me just ask you, biblically and spiritually, think about this for a moment, okay? Have you shown mercy to that one person who has needed it? Or have you withheld mercy for someone that is in desperate need of it? Let me continue here. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Are you pure in heart, church? Is there darkness? Is there brokenness in your heart that you are holding on to, that you are grasping on tightly to? Are you pure in heart? Be prepared biblically and spiritually for Jesus' coming. Blessed are the peacemakers, Jesus said. Watch this. For they shall be called sons of God. Have you been in a situation recently, and it has been chaotic, and it has been loud, and it has been hectic, and it has divided a friendship or a relationship with a family member. Maybe it's time that you step up, if that bridge has been burned, to be a peacemaker. Remember, this is all about preparation, preparing ourselves biblically and spiritually. Is this easy? Absolutely not. But let me just say this. It comes from the very mouth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And if we believe in him, then we must believe and abide by his teachings. Matthew 5 through 7, Sermon on the Mount. Read that. Read that. Get to know the very teachings of Jesus Christ because he speaks about everything from loving your enemies to do good and please God. Uh, Jesus uh, gives us the model prayer. He talks about do not judge, keep asking, seeking, and knocking. Church, this is how we prepare. This is how we prepare. Third and final point, a believer must always be watchful. We must have, as Scripture says, a sober eye as we are living in the kingdom of God. A believer must be watchful. Let me go back to the text. I'm going to go back to the text that I originally started with this morning. And read for you what Jesus says about being watchful. It's verse 13. He says this, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. What is Jesus speaking about when he's talking about being watchful? Having a keen eye, yes, but there are spiritual things that he's speaking about that I just want to take a moment to get into. Number one, watchfulness over our own hearts. Who are you letting in to your heart? Has that person 
encouraged you? Has that person led you closer to Jesus Christ? Be careful who you give your heart to. Our hearts are fragile. Our hearts are vulnerable. They can break easy. Oh, sure, we can put up a facade. We can uh, try to pretend that our hearts are not fragile, but they will break. It's harsh words. It's demeaning comments. It's actions from man that can break a heart. Watchfulness over your heart. Be careful. Know that the enemy exists. Be careful who you give your heart to. Above all, give your heart always to Jesus Christ and let him love on that heart. Let him minister to your heart. Be careful. Be careful. That is important. Also, watchfulness over the heart. We must know our own hearts. We must know what will tempt our hearts, what will make our hearts stray, what in a sense will be eye candy for the heart that takes us away from the God Almighty that we love and adore. Know your heart. Keep your heart pure. Keep your heart holy. Know your heart. Watchfulness over our hearts. Two more. Watchfulness for the enemy. Church, I've said this before and I want to say it again. The devil, the enemy, in Hebrew, the word Satan, it's Greek for the adversary. The adversary is very real. The adversary wants to defeat you, cheat you, scheme you, deceive you, and ultimately destroy the believer and the church. Watchfulness for the enemy. Be watching for the enemy. Be watching for the things that will take you away from the very presence of God. They look all great and wonderful on the outside, but inside they are absolutely rotten. You know what is good, what is right, and what is holy. If red flags are being thrown up, that is a warning. That is a caution to you. That is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Although it looks tempting, run from it. Watchfulness for the enemy. The enemy, as Scripture says, roams to and fro and roars like a lion in the book of Genesis. The enemy will consume you, church. But it'll be wrapped in a pretty, beautiful package and bow. Be careful. Watch for the enemy because the enemy is real and exists. Lastly, watch for Jesus Christ. Watchfulness for our Lord and Savior. Know his word. 
don't be afraid to pray to Jesus. If you in any way feel unworthy or unloved in the name of Jesus Christ, know that God in Christ died for you and you are unconditionally loved by the Father. Man might have betrayed you, man might have hurt you, man might have let you down. But Jesus Christ loves you unconditionally without any strings attached. And that is the good news that we must stand upon and a promise that is biblical. So let me close with this. Know these three things, church. Be wise, be prepared, and be watchful. For that is what it means to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. For you will be set apart and sanctified for righteous living when you do those things. Let me pray for us, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O God, your word says that there were ten virgins, Lord. Five were wise, five were unwise. Lord, we don't know their names. Lord, we don't know what they look like. But Lord, we can put ourselves into this parable, into this truth-telling, and say, Lord, we have been wise on some occasions, and we have been unwise in some occasions. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that whatever we have brought, Lord, to uh, our worship service this day, Lord, our sin, our regret, our bitterness, our hurt, Lord, if we are just seeking answers and truth, Lord, you know where we are at in life. And yet here is your word, and here is the grace of Jesus Christ for every man, woman, and child. Let us hear these words, Lord. Let us know these words, and let us take them seriously because we need, Lord, your guidance and your strength for the next six days, Lord, as we get through this next week and as we get through the holiday season because we are going to be tried, Lord, we are going to be tested, we are going to walk through a fire, and we need to be ready. We need to be wise. We need to be prepared. We need to be watchful. For when we do these very things, oh God, we will be ready and armored with the spiritual things that come from above. And we can cast the devil out and pray Jesus in. In all things, Lord, we do it because we want to glorify you. In his name we pray. Amen.